0: Welcome to Running on Ice, the coolest community in Freight. I'm your host, Mary O'Connell, bringing you the latest tech updates, warehouse news, and everything happening in the cold chain world. Not only is there the coolest show in Freight, there's also Running on Ice, the newsletter that could not be colder. You can subscribe to that on FreightWaves.com slash Running on Ice. Before we get into our guest interview, let's get into some headlines across the pond reefer trucks have gotten a bit of a makeover with the help of Daimler trucks and Mercedes Benz. The a- E Actros is designed from the ground up as an electric truck. The chassis space is freed up for the batteries to be set across the full width of the vehicle. This helped create a low center of gravity, which in turn translates into improved driving dynamics. The E Actros is a truck for a new era. And by launching this refrigerated demonstrator. They're showing it's ready to work in real life applications. Mercedes-Benz encourages anyone who's interested in trialing this truck to contact them. Cold chain growth potential isn't stopping at the U.S. border. Centro Nippon, maker of temperature-controlled cargo van bodies, expressed confidence in the growth of potential of the Philippines cold chain market, particularly in segment that involves hauling perishable goods. Citing allied market research, CFCI said the global cold chain market's compound annual growth rate is estimated at 15.9%. Between 2021 and 2028, due to surging demands for processed food, advancements in the cold chain industry, and the growing need for temperature-controlled logistics in developing countries, it won't be long before some U.S.-based companies end up to be global players. B&G Foods, most famously known for cream of wheat for breakfast and Ortega taco kits for dinner, has moved away from the snack aisle. Having recently just sold off the Back to Nature line of cookies, crackers, and granola, nuts, and trail mix. The lines of snack crackers was a hit, but it didn't fit within the overall picture of B&G Foods. Part of what does fit in the picture is investing in seasonings, spices, meals, frozen food, veggies, and specialty foods. The green giant is going to just keep growing. Today we are joined by Brian Bejarano, General Manager of Ember Life Sciences. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thanks, Barry. Thanks for having me. I am very excited about this. Um, What first led me down a rabbit hole of the infamous Ember mugs, then I found out that you guys had spun off and have this amazing Ember cube thing today that you guys have. Um, Before we get into that, though, why don't you give us a brief rundown of your background and kind of how you got started at Ember Life Sciences?
1: Yeah, sure, Mary. So uh, actually, I've been in the healthcare field for uh, about 28 years now. So I've done medical manufacturing medical distribution, pharma distribution, and then specialty drug distribution. And really, specialty drug distribution is, is how I got involved with cold chain shipping and um, ultimately uh, started working with Ember Life Sciences and Ember and, and their technology and their IP on keeping things cold while you ship it, knowing, you know, having the GPS location, knowing where it's at, um, sustainable shipping options, and and ended up coming to work for them.
0: That is, um, that's actually kind of cool. I like that the pharmaceuticals kind of led you into it um, because, you know, everyone gets sucked into logistics at some point in time. It's, you know, it's 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 the nature of the beast. Um, but one of the things that you guys have um, at Ember Life Sciences is this new ember cube, which... Honestly, it seems really cool and almost too good to be true. Um, Do you mind explaining what the Cube is and kind of how it works? Absolutely. So the Cube
1: is the world's first uh, self-refrigerated cloud-based sustainable shipping option for pharmaceutical companies and pharmaceuticals. So uh, it's a a really special piece of uh, IP that Ember Life Sciences owns the patent for, and it, so to give you all the insights. So it's a refrigerated shipper. It has the refrigeration on board. So you plug it in or you put it on its tower and it'll begin to charge its battery. It'll start cooling itself. It cools a phase change material. And then once it's uh, cooled down to temp, it can hold that temperature for up to three days in the summer and around five days in the winter. It'll keep at that refrigerated temperature. Um, a great part with it, it, it will continue to report its internal temperature uh, through through a cloud-based ba- cloud dashboard. Uh, it'll report its ambient temperature as well. So you can see what temperatures it's being exposed to, whether you're in the summer or winter. Um, and then when it delivers, it has an e-ink screen. You can see it over my shoulder here, but on the e-ink screen, it actually displays its shipping label. And so when it gets where it's going, you push a button and it'll display its return label, uh, which is typically a ground label, and it'll call for its own pickup. So it has the cellular technology in it. It's reporting temperature to the dashboard, but it actually works as a cell phone, too, for reporting and, and calling. And that's the sustainable feature of it is it is it'll call, get picked up, and return, uh, return to home.
0: Okay, that might be the coolest thing because it's one thing to like send out a thing but also i was just wondering like okay if you stick the label on it do you have to like scrape the label off or do you just end up with like uh the the next youtube challenge of a hundred layers of uh packing stickers but no don't worry the cube just takes care of itself because why wouldn't it
1: yeah it's a digital screen it's like a a kindle screen ink screen so works really well
0: that is actually very 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 cool um so i guess Cause there's, we have the Ember Cube and then you also have some of those other portable refrigerated items that are good for a small product. Um, I guess what makes the Ember Cube different from some of those others that can, um, that are commonly found in like, you know, those grocery portable units where you can stick some vegetables in and it keeps it the right level of humidity and keeps it cold or whatever it may be. What's kind of the differentiating thing for the Ember Cube versus those other things?
1: Some of the other things we're, we're going to, our, our cold chain technology, our cold, our cold is going to last a lot longer than some of those other shippers, um, 72 hours in a summer profile actually takes a fair amount of ice and gel to achieve. Um, and typically when I'm in the industry and I'm, I'm talking to folks, uh, you can do all of it. It's hard to do it all at once. And so, you know, as an example, okay, there's there's sustainable options, right? There's options with uh, cubes or, or shippers that get returned to the manufacturer. They get uh, wiped down and redone and sent back out. So they're reusable, Um, but they don't necessarily have the tracking technology and the temperature technology. So then, you know, if you want to do that, you're adding a a data logger, or some other device uh, that will report and monitor temperature um, separately from your sustainability. And then, you know, you most folks in the industry just use a, a, disposable shipper made out of styrofoam and ice and gel. Maybe they'll put a data logger in it. Again, if you want to do all those things and have all those options, that's really where the the Ember Cube and its patents come in, um, that they can do all of that without having to assemble it. You do a data logger and a disposable, you still got to get the data logger back, record it. Uh, The Ember Cube is live on a dashboard all the time. You can go and look at your shipment see where it's at on GPS, see what temperature it's at and what temperature it's being exposed to.
0: So basically what you're saying is if at any point in time I have something that needs to be kept absolutely frozen, if I put a single chicken breast in an ember cube, you can tell me exactly how how, what temperature it is. I can literally just log in on the computer and you guys are like, here you go. Here's everything you need to know about your shipment. Except
1: refrigerated, not frozen. So
0: frozen's a a different version, right? But uh,
1: refrigerated, two to eight degrees and actually believe it or not the very first shipment in an ember cube uh was a refrigerated in and out burger overnight from california to ohio and i wasn't there it actually came to my house in ohio and my son ate the burger i have pictures of him eating this refrigerated in and out burger so the very first shipment was an in and out burger but yes to your point i knew where it was on gps and i knew it's timber. was delivered.
0: Hey, that's important. Nobody wants a burger that's contaminated with any kind of, you know, foodborne illness. Honestly, also, what an honor to have In-N-Out Burger be the first thing that you guys ship. Yeah, I don't know if they know,
1: but uh, that was the first shipment. But when you really, when you play that forward, right, and you're talking about pharmaceuticals, now if you have, you know, a $20,000 or $30,000 limited distribution specialty drug being delivered to your house, and it needs to be refrigerated. You want to know it's refrigerated. It might not be good, or it might even be harmful if if it got too hot. Um, and so that's really where our technology comes in, and you know, where the industry's going is, we as consumers or we as patients, we want to know that our medication was delivered safe and effective for use. Um, and the Ember Cube allows you to do that.
0: That has to be kind of almost game changing. We've talked about that a lot lately. Is you know most of the time when you're getting um, when you're getting medication or you're having some of that perishable direct to um goods being delivered, it's more than often for extreme medical needs or it's for an experience. And so to have something you know maybe fall out of temperature fall out of range it's not really an option when you have something like a cake that's coming in for our birthday or someone has medicine that they need and that might have been the shipment they needed and it's too long of a time for them to go and get more so i think that the fact that you guys are able to provide almost that peace of mind of like hopefully my shipment didn't not get messed up or Oh, my shipment got here. My ice pack is ninety percent of the way melted. Well, is my stuff still good? I don't know. I'm gonna have to take the risk because I have no other option.
1: And that's uh, that's that's I call it bringing accountability to the cold chain in the pharma industry. But um, it's really where the industry needs to go and where it's starting to head. Like these these drugs uh, are not necessarily effective if they're not handled appropriately and it, it it makes a big difference in people's lives.
0: It really does. It truly does, especially with medication. And that's something that, you know, no one should be playing with because that's literally someone's someone's life and livelihood that is getting messed with. Um so I guess one of the you've kind of touched on a little bit, but is there like a is there like a without just disc, disc, disclosing too many patent secrets is there like a is there like a fancy thermometer that's inside the ember cube that's constantly i guess pinging that's like that cell service back to the computer
1: yeah and i would that part of it's not secret i mean you're you're just you just have a temperature monitoring device in there and actually it has multiple points of temperature monitoring it's uh on the top bottom and middle. So we can kind of get a sense of what the whole payload is doing, um, and monitor the whole payload, but it does, it just, um, you know, the circuitry, I don't even know that well, we, we have engineers running around here that are really good at this stuff, but it, it reports back, uh, through, through a circuit board and then communicates that through, through the cellular network, uh, into the cloud. And, and then we can, um, translate that to a dashboard. That's, that's about as cool as I can get.
0: That, no, but that's great because it's it's just it's just so cool. I don't know. It's just cool. I think it's really cool. Yeah,
1: I, I agree. And it's part of the reason I, I came to Ember was, um, you know, I, I, there's some other really cool IP that the company has too uh, that, that's not out there yet. But, you know, think of like, um, you know, if you take Ozembic or you take one, if you personally take a drug, we're working on a personal cooler uh, about the size of one of our travel mugs that you can put injector pins in, charge it on one of our chargers like you would charge a coffee mug and take it with you, provide you know half a day to a day's worth of cold charge, throw it in your backpack, throw it in your purse, take it on an airplane, um, drop it in a hotel room, charge it back up. And so we've got some really cool, no pun intended, IP out there uh, for for medicines.
0: That has to be, that just opens up so much because you're not tied to
1: a, refri- a fridge. One of the biggest things I hear, like I talk to people about this, this product and they're like, oh man, I don't have to call my hotel. i make sure there's a ref- refrigerator in my room, you know, and it's, um, you don't think about it, uh, and, until you, you know, folks and are talking to them about how difficult it is to transport your own medicine.
0: I was even at um, the last time I was in Chicago, I was at a hotel and on the fridge inside the room, it said, this fridge is not like, do not store your medicine in it. It can't guarantee that it stays at this temperature. And I was like, oh, I completely forgot that you know, this is a very real thing. And so that's kind of almost another layer is, you know, if I'm, if I need this medicine, I call my hotel and they say, yeah, we have a a fridge in your room. But then when you get there, it might not actually be able to keep your medicine cold enough.
1: Right. Right. And some of them I've seen, they only run for two hours, right? Like, and then in the middle of the night, it's going to turn off. It's, or you're, you're putting it on ice, which is too cold. You can freeze your medicine. It is, uh, you know, that is, those are some of the problems, whether it's the pharma supply chain or your personal transport
0: that we're trying to solve. So I guess, is EmbraQ primarily just used for pharmaceuticals and medicine, or does it have any applications in other industries as well? Like, I feel like it might be a little too small for really like food transportation, um, but is it, what else do you guys use it for?
1: Yeah. So the, you know, our, our market inside healthcare is huge. When you start looking at, um, labs, uh, hospital, hospital, you know, IDN campuses, right? Like we've got a lot to go there. Pharmaceutical distribution, uh, manufacturers, like there's so much need for our product. Um, we have talked to like, um, you know, the folks at blue apron and some of these, like, we think we'll get there. It needs to be, uh, to your point, larger payload, a little bit lighter. Um, you know, and we'll, over time, we think we'll start addressing those markets, uh, but right now, when you the, the pharmaceutical market is in such need, again, you have payloads that have, you know, up upwards of one hundred fifty thousand dollars can go in that small box, twenty thousand dollars. So the need to know, I, I, you know, speaking from experience, I had you know times in my career where uh, it's over Memorial Day weekend, we ship something to a clinic in need, and you're like okay, it's not there. Where is it? It, it? It's supposed to, it was supposed to be there Friday. Now it's on a truck out in, you know, in this case, it was Kingman, Arizona. It was 105 degrees. You're just like, is this, you know, I had, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars worth of drugs on a, on a truck. And it's like, is it going to get there? <laughs> I didn't know where it was. And then, you know, that's when we started problem solving with, with Ember at the time. It was like, Hey, I, I need to know where it's at. And I need to know, because I either need to get it back, get it in the fridge, start charging it. If it's in an Ember cube, you can plug it in and start cooling the cube again instantly. So, uh, you, you know, trying to save millions of dollars of medicines a year is, is we're, what, what we're really trying to do for some of these companies. When they, you know, if you're, uh, if you're a really large specialty pharmacy or you're a really large drug distributor, you can you can lose millions of dollars a year.
0: Yeah, that's not uh I've seen it. My mom used to work for a pharmaceutical company that got um they did not ship anything to necessarily cold chain, they did a lot of vitamins, but some of their supplements and the medicine they were making, um, their their machine broke or like so it was getting double doses per like per pill. And obviously the FDA came in and shut them down and they ceased they they don't exist anymore but um (laughs) which was a really fun accounting problem for my mom to have but that's a different story for another day the um but they had that problem and so it's something is like you know you have to trust through all points of your supply chain that you know the medicine is there and it is you know still the quality that it needs to be and I I just I come back to it it's just got to be that insane peace of mind that Amber gives because also as you mentioned if you're stuck and you get caught in traffic and you're worried about some um some cubes you know losing their charge or starting to not maintain temperature you can just pull over and plug it in you don't have to necessarily go try and find a crosstalk that has a refrigerated warehouse you just need to pull over somewhere that has a lot of plugs which (laughs) is a lot easier to find than a warehouse that might be open at 2 a.m on a saturday night on a holiday weekend or something like that Um, I guess, so like if it's, if you're, if the cube starts like dying and it starts, um, what do you call it? Like losing its charge and it's like, Hey, I'm going to be out of juice in like 10 minutes. We're going to start losing temperature. Does the driver get notified of that? Or does it just notify you guys, then you guys in turn return and call the driver and say, Hey, you need to pull over.
1: So we have what are called alerts, right? So, uh, starting to get on the warm side, it can send an alert to the company using it. It can send an alert to us. Um, it can send an alert to whoever it needs really to, you know, it could text a driver. We could set it up so it could text a driver. We're actually talking to a large, uh, very large supply chain company, logistics company where um, they want to do that intervention. They're like, hey, by, you know, 2035, our entire fleet is going to be electric vehicles, so we can just plug this in if we want. We could leave them plugged in if we wanted to. Uh Right. So you think about the future of delivering those medicines, but we have alerts for if it's getting warm. Uh we have alerts if it was opened during its journey. Um, it's not supposed to be open. We actually tie it down, but if it got opened, it alerts you like, Hey, I'm you know, I'm in the middle of Kansas and somebody just opened me. Uh, you might wanna you might wanna check into that, you know, here I am and here I am getting warm, here I am, you know, getting too cold. So there are a lot of alerts uh, alerts built into the dashboard.
0: I like that. That is truly, like you said, accountability for all of the, like, accountability for everything. It's got an answer for all, you name it, and Ember's got it.
1: Yeah. Well, we've been developing it for a while. I mean, we've, we've spent a couple of years making sure we understand, you know, the, the industry and what's important. And so a lot of technology in there. Our-
0: Okay, so what is your most wild success story that you've had from the Ember Cube? Like, has it been something making it from New York to San Francisco on a truck and not and still staying cold? Um, has it been keeping ice... Have you shipped ice cream, like a pint of Ben & Jerry's ice cream successfully? We shipped some pie to customers to check it out. But I tell you, the, the most... The
1: best use case and the most fun we've had yet was... Um, the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency actually called us through another company we were working with, and they said, "Hey, you know, love the technology because because again, these are use cases. I'm I'm in the pharma industry, right? Like these guys. Hey, we're dope, we're drug testing athletes, and the first thing the athlete says is if they get a positive, it's like, well, how do I know you kept my sample refrigerated and under control, and how ha- how do I know?" How did I know you always had it. Right. And so they saw our technology and we did a quick pilot with them. We shipped uh, the director of the USADA a cube and then showed her like, here you go. Here's everywhere it was and what the temperature was. And she's like, look, we want to do a real pilot in Boston at the Boston Marathon. Uh, We're going to be taking samples from athletes. We actually flew up there, flew up there with about 12 cubes and had them labeled. And while they were, which, which this is the other great thing with our technology, it works like a refrigerator, right? Like, like you can plug it in and it cycles and stays cold. They were taking, uh, blood samples from athletes, putting them in a container and putting them in the cube. And when the cube was full, they closed the door, locked it up and shipped it off, uh, via UPS, UPS to Salt Lake City. And it worked great. Uh, they, they, Got all the samples. They got where they were going. They could prove the temperature monitoring, and we actually meet again with them tomorrow because I think they're going to want us to do uh, the summer trials in in Portland. So uh, again, when I started doing this, it was like I didn't even think about that. And this gentleman called the cube like you did one day on online and was just like, "Hey, you know, I've got a great use for this. Do you guys want to work together?" We're like, "Yeah, sure." Uh, but that was one of the better pilots one of the more fun things we've we've done with the cube recently
0: that is i i honestly i didn't even think about something like that because that is so cool um well in slightly less maybe equally as cool uh, world uh there's show that there's a question that everyone that comes on the show has to answer um and it might be the toughest question you've been asked all day so prepare yourself is cereal considered a soup?
1: Uh, no. So I, I did like I that was probably you're right is the most difficult question on here. When I was preparing, I'm like oh I got these other ones, but let me look this up. So looked up the definition of soup, spent a little time with it. It was like no, it is not soup. However, uh, if you want to have some fun with it, I could I could compromise and say like. A Cheerios is an oat bisque, if you wanted to go that far. I could get to an oat bisque, maybe not a full-on soup.
0: I don't think I've ever heard of an oat bisque, but I like it. I like it a lot. Chex Mix could be a rice bisque, right? All right, so we've got a bisque bisque situation. It's not a full-on soup.
1: Is Is that fair?
0: Yes, that is absolutely fair. Um, so if anyone wants to take, take on your bisque opinions, or if they have any questions about the Ember cube, or if they just want to fan fan over how cool the cube is, where can they find you outside the show?
1: Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Brian Bejarano, B E J. And, um, at my Bejarano at emberlifesciences.com. I can, I can be found at any of those places.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Mary. Thanks for having me. I had fun.
0: You can catch other episodes of Running on Ice here on Freightwaves TV, YouTube, or anywhere else you get your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Need more Running on Ice news? No sweat. Subscribe to the newsletter on Freightwaves.com slash Running on Ice. See you on the internet.